Welcome everyone to the Fighter Hayabusa show on the Art Herders Podcast Network. My name is Mascara de Fuego, accompanied by Chupa Kick and Great Puma. How are you guys? Really good. How's it going? Good, good, good. So I wanted to start off uh, quickly just kind of mentioning that we've done this before. We just haven't done it for a while because we're old and um, don't have time. But we're revisiting and we're going to give it a shot here. Um, obviously, we've added Chupa Kick to the, to the mix because um, just being two marks wasn't enough. We need three marks. We need three marks. <laughs> So uh, no guarantees, guys. I just want to say, even though we've done this before, I'm not going to say we've gotten better, but that's okay. Because I'm here. <laughs> All right, so let's kick things off. I, I know that you wanted to uh, to touch on the uh, international news that's been going around, um, most notably with Reb Pro over uh, the last couple of days. Well, I thought it was great uh, uh, just knowing that Suzuki and uh, Zach Saber Jr. Uh, beat Mustache Mountain to win the Rev Pro tag titles. And it's good on Rev Pro for just booking legends like uh, Minoru Suzuki in a way that'll leave the fans uh, extremely happy. Because I'm pretty sure that uh, Suzuki has tons of fans in the UK, and I'm sure they love the card. The reaction seems to be uh, extremely positive. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I definitely want to check it out. It sounds like it was... Uh... A good show. Yeah, and, and we were thinking about, we were talking about how um, Ring of Honor booked Suzuki last year in Vegas. And, um, you know, even though the match was good, it just left a bad taste in our mouth. We left very pissed off. Um, I may have been booing a lot of the time. Not, not to denigrate Cody and his work, but it just wasn't a satisfying match. Um, it was his first appearance in, what, 20-odd years, and ROH just really blew it. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even have to have a title match, honestly. Just throw him up against, you know, one of your mid-card guys and have him win. That's all we wanted to do is see Minoru Suzuki do his act and win, and we would have been happy. Or get DQ'd and... Have Cody win, but Minoru still kicks. That you know, I would have been okay too. So even if even if he was wrestling, you know, someone lower on the card, maybe like a cheeseburger, you think it would have just been better because he would have gotten all of his all of his shit in. Right. Well, and not and no disrespect to cheeseburger. No, I love cheeseburger. not at all. But maybe even somebody uh, a little higher. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Silas Young or somebody. Oh, yeah. that would have been a great match. Exactly, two of our favorites. Now, have you uh, have you seen any of this? Uh, it looks like uh, Pete Dunn is taking on uh, Austin Aries, I believe tonight, even, um, which is an interesting matchup considering that Austin Aries is the Impact Champion and Pete is the uh, UK Champion. Have you seen any of that? So what do you guys think about I that? I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting, but I think since Austin Aries is so recently removed from WWE, is it really like a, a cross-promotional dream match? I, I don't know. I, I'm not getting that feeling. Yeah. That's a good point. For my, 
from my end, it doesn't excite me at all. Not at all. Nah. What about uh? What about the match with Pete Dunne and Will Ospreay? I mean, that had a little more. Right, and um, I thought the finish was cool. You know, I think that's a nice way to protect them both of it being, I think, a double countout. Mm. But yeah, I mean, uh, it sent the crowd home happy, and I think that's what's what's most important. But that does feel major league of a New Japan guy going up against a WWE guy. Well, a New, a New Japan champion against a WWE champion. Exactly. Speaking of but WWE... And both are usually in their prime, so I think that's really cool. Right. Uh, speaking of WWE, I wanted to cover the uh, the new signees to the Performance Center. Uh, War Machine, uh, Candice LeRae, and, and a certain favorite of, of, of Chupa Kicks, uh, Ricochet. I don't know Ricochet. I know Trevor Mann. Is that who you're talking about? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trevor Mann they're, they're, is blowing up the really indie scene, apparently. You, well, it's uh, they're really letting you know that they're probably not going to use Ricochet as far as uh, names are concerned. So that's, that's what's um, preoccupying my mind right now is how is he going to be or who is he going to be when he finally debuts? Do you see him using his real name? Uh, the WWE reports are saying Trevor, quote unquote, Ricochet Man. Okay, so he's and using it. I don't as... really care what name they use. Um, I'm just more worried about how they'll use him. Um, I know how they'll use Candace. She's going to be great. She already has a rivalry set up with Shayna from May Young Classic. War Machine, they could probably just go straight to the main roster as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they're they're probably the most television-ready out of all the signees. Yeah. For Ricochet, I just hope they don't put him on 205 Live, which if they do, it's fine. He'd be great. But I'd really like to see him get the NXT title and then go up to the main roster. Was it a year? I think that's fair. Um, just to give him some time to build up NXT I still think NXT has a lot of value as a brand and he would be great for it and um, I think there's some good rivalries that could come out of it so so who do you think spends more time in NXT out of out of these four signings probably Candice Candice okay yeah I they guess... just sent you know such a well they don't have any women in X- NXT they don't have enough women right now I don't feel like yeah, there's definitely. But they sent so many women there. up just now, so you know they need a at least a year or so. And I think Ricochet, um, performance-wise, he could. He said himself in a recent interview, he could use some polish, skills-wise, talent-wise, athleticism. He's great. Um, I think it'd be great for him to round out the other part of what makes up someone a superstar. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. Um, I do agree that War Machine is probably main roster ready. My only concern with War Machine is is turning into the next Ascension or turning into the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, who at this point have been getting pushed, but, you know, uh, there was so much, you know, uh, full-sale hype with Ascension when they came up and they just are floundering just as much as uh, uh, Breeze and Fandango. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, they just didn't know what to do with them, and that's the most frustrating thing. But it's funny. I, I feel like Bludgeon, Brother, Bludgeon Brothers are War Machine Light. 
And they need to change their persona now that War Machine has been signed. War Machine is War Machine. That's them. You don't need to package them again. What they have right now, it's perfect. Bludgeon Brothers, I mean, just the name is stupid, so they just have to change their shtick. Well, it reminds me of just back in the day when uh, WWE did not have the uh, Road Warriors, and so they made Demolition. And I've always seen Demolition, even though for some reason, in hindsight, people are are having this nostalgic love <laughs> for Demolition. I've always felt they were just WWE's answer to Road Warriors before they got there. And I feel like this is the same thing over again. Yeah. Agreed. Where it's Bludgeon Brothers were basically WWE's version of War Machine. Then they finally got the real thing. So now what do you do? Now, did you, uh, did either one of you watch um, Raw, most notably the, the whole Braun storyline from, you know, with him getting fired and, you know, then losing it and that sort of thing? No, I only saw the highlights. The highlights. So, what do you think about it? Well, you know, it was. I, I think they're heating him up for the rumble. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't see, you know, him coming out of that match winning. But what I do see is the possibility for Hunter Triple H to kind of come in and cost him the match, thus setting up Braun's uh, WrestleMania match. I can totally see that. I, I, I have a feeling there was something about. When Steph, you know, uh, reinstated him, that just seemed a little, I don't know, out of place, you know, especially with her not being there and just like, oh, I, uh, you know, Kurt Angle saying, oh, I got a call, you know, uh, Steph reinstated you. So for some reason, I'm swaying towards that um, possibility there. As if it was like forced and it's like that's where they want to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, good for Braun. It's it's definitely going to be one of the higher profile matches at Mania if that does happen. Um, rating studies have shown that that actual hour that they where they focused on Braun uh, were rated the highest out of the whole broadcast. So if that's really the case, then maybe this is the right direction. Also on Raw, um, it looks like Paige is out of the woman's, um, as Michael Cole likes to call it, the inaugural first uh, women's Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it looks like Paige is out with a neck injury, which could be career ending at 25. Um, that's a bummer. I, I, I really liked Paige. Um, I liked her as a character. Um, I thought she was good on the mic. Um, so it, it, it's a bummer to see that one. That one, you know, have to retire that early in her career. Right. And then it also makes you wonder what's going to happen to Absolution. Um, I can see them keeping Absolution together as a, as a trio, just having Paige be the mouthpiece for the other two. Um, because I, I think Sonya and Mandy are still a little green when it comes to mic work. Um, so I can see them still keeping that, that trio together for that purpose. Um, but, you know, but Paige could also branch off to other things, you know, network shows and, you know, they could probably do movies with her or something. I don't know. Um, but it's, a, it's a shame that her in-ring career is done. Yeah. I feel really bad for her. And, um, I even feel bad for every time Sasha Banks tweets, there's a fair number of Paige fans who attack her and 
um, are calling out Sasha for supposedly ending her career. I know it wasn't intentional, um, but, you know, it really sucks for Paige and her fans. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to cover a few more uh, topics on Raw. Um, uh, did you guys get to see um, Seth Rollins bringing back the curb stomp? Yeah, I, I loved him, and I'm glad it's back. He he just seemed a little lost without like a like a true finisher, you know. First using the pedigree, and then using that you know um, rainmaker knee, the I king, guess. Um, yeah, the king slayer, I guess it's called maybe. Yeah, so I kind of like the the fact that they've brought back the uh, the curb stomp. It, it it adds a lot to to him specifically, and you know Finn sold it so good on Monday that you know it was a good reintroduction of that move. Well, I think it's just one of those moves that just perfectly fits the character. Yeah. And you can't say that for all wrestlers, but some wrestlers do just have that one move that fits their character perfectly. And um, no, I'll never forget that we, we got to see that live at uh, WrestleMania in San Francisco. Yeah, that was when, when he won the title. Uh, um, it's iconic to me, and I think you should just keep using it. Absolutely. I just felt bad for Finn because I was like, oh, my God, his face, his poor face. <laughs> and, the, and the last thing I wanted to cover in regards to Raw is uh, Raw 25, which is happening tomorrow night. Um, interestingly enough, it looks like Chris Jericho will, in fact, be on this show. I'm looking most forward to that. That's the only, probably the only thing I care about as far as Raw 25 is concerned. Well, the thing I'm interested in most, um, does he even acknowledge what he did in Japan on that night, tomorrow? I mean, you know, he could say that he's been, quote unquote, traveling the world, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll mention it by name. He might. Right. Does he dare mention five stars? He might. I can see that. (laughs) Um, is in regards to Kenny's name or, or New Japan, that one's a harder sell. You know, I don't see them going that route. But yeah, honestly, I'm with you. The really the only thing I'm looking about, looking forward to tomorrow is that you know everything else and everybody else that they've kind of announced. Um, you know, we've kind of seen in, in one incarnation or another. If it wasn't Raw 1000, some other anniversary show. Um, yeah, I mean, these things seem to happen like every few years so they don't seem as special as you you think they would the only the only part where i'm a little intrigued is is them going back to the manhattan center uh i i want to see that presentation you know i think it only holds like a thousand people so it'll be cool to see that presentation from you know the early days of raw but you know everything at the at the um at the other arena is just going to look just like any other monday Right, and well, I'm sure that crowd is going to be fire, so if anything, the crowd will make the show. Yeah. Now, did you both watch the uh, Mixed Max Challenge? Did you guys watch that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's so much fun. I mean, I love the vignettes. Um, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I really do. I mean, I, always, I was pretty hyped up for it. I wanted to see more of the actual mixed match um i want to see some intergender wrestling but you know the first matchup was pretty great i loved it um 
you know, I think you and I were texting about it this week, and I said it, it just had that vibe of a fun house show. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what I like most. And we were talking earlier, and I was saying how the little promos that they do across social media, they probably do more for character work than anything else throughout WWE programming. I mean, just the interactions and how they talk to each other. Um, it's just fun. And they seem more comfortable being themselves instead of some script that was probably written two hours before they started shooting, you know? Yeah, I enjoyed that show a lot. I thought it was very kind of loose, kind of fun, um, short and to the point. You know, it didn't have to go two hours, three hours. It didn't even go an hour. So it was straight to the point. I, I like the format. I'll, I'll be curious to see if it could sustain an audience. But I do like the presentation of that show for sure. I mean, I don't like that it's on Facebook because um, it's it's for U.S. only audience. So I think it, it really it benefits them to have a wider range. Um, and I, I, I'm, old, I'm an old. I can't figure out how to enjoy it without seeing those stupid comments across the street. Across, across oh, I was sending hearts all over, all across the board. The heart I'm like, how do you freaking block the hearts? I can't see anything. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I, you know, it's what people do now. You know, it's what the young kids do. Um, and I didn't mind the wrestling. I thought the wrestling was was fine the for what it was. was I'm not gonna expect any, you know, five star classics or anything. But the, it's not bad either. It's just it's entertaining. I mean, I I do say when um when Shinsuke caught Sasha. I kind of expected Sasha to like kick him in the chest at least, or for Shinsuke to just slam her down on the ground. So I was a little disappointed. I think that was a missed opportunity, but um, it was really fun. Yeah, they, they didn't have very many interactions. I mean, there was a one spot that I, I'm trying to remember where Natalia. Um... She knocked uh, somebody off the top. Yeah. She knocked, she, she, thought, she knocked Finn off the top. I yeah, think. yeah. But... And then he hit his, hit his, he hit his package. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now uh, another show on Tuesday night that was not good was SmackDown. Um, SmackDown was just a long show that basically focused on the, the U.S. title tournament, so much so that they ended up hot-shotting the finals um, that night instead of going to the Rumble. You know, they put it on, on Robert Roode, Bobby Roode. I thought they could have gone, you know, even with Xavier Woods, I thought would have been a good candidate for that. Um, I definitely didn't want to see Ginger with it. It was just going to be too predictable. Um, but it, I'm fine with Bobby having it as long as it gets used as, as you know, something to put on good matches or, you know, elevate some people. Well, what I don't understand is I feel like they don't understand – what they have in Xavier Woods. The man is a promotion machine. The only reason why I knew about the tournament is because of him. His vignettes and things that he posted uh, about this match um, prior to it even starting, him doing his super patriotic stuff, talking about gender as well. It, it was great. And he did all that work for him to... Uh, you know, lose to gender, then gender to lose to uh, Bobby Roode. Yeah, and and uh, he, I mean, he got nothing in that match with with gender at all. 
So, um, yeah, he's an immense talent. and They wasted it. Yeah. So the WWE sent out a statement in regards to Hulk Hogan saying, at this time, WWE remains committed to its decision. Basically saying, yeah, he's not coming back anytime soon. Do you guys foresee him at all coming back at some point in life? Or is he just pretty much done with the WWE? I think it's just going to take time. He's just not far uh, removed enough from his drama. I think he's done. I mean, he was <laughs> caught. You're, you're caught on tape saying the N-word. I mean, how do you even come back from that? Um, I think it would. It just doesn't seem like a good move to bring him back at all. Um, and what, what spin could you have? Well, I say at least two years. If the, if he does come back, it's going to take about two or more years. People need to like, just forget, you know, they need to miss him in order for it to be successful. And I just don't see with the new generation of stars that keep coming out. Um, I don't see anything trumping the nostalgia that you might have for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost swaying towards your point uh only because for years we've we've watched hogan be you know this all-american kind of guy you know say your prayers eat your vitamins and just to come out and just be a racist piece of shit is just i don't know i that i don't know how you come back from that and 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 be okay you know i i think it's gonna be a rough sell I don't think it's about people forgiving. I just think it's about people forgetting. And I don't think it'll happen. And, I mean, it doesn't help that he was part of that sex tape drama with the litigation. Right. Um, It's just, it's too much of a tarnish on his name and reputation. I think WWE, if they were smart, they would just, you know, Maybe acknowledge him peripherally, but I wouldn't have him involved in anything in the future, anytime soon, or if ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm swaying towards you, honestly. Um, let's move on to NXT. Um, few notes on NXT. Did you guys watch the uh, TM61 um, piece that they did on NXT? No. It was good. It was good. I thought that they did more in that vignette for those two guys than the last, what, two years that they've been on the roster. It just made them seem like normal guys. You know, um, they, they basically started with outtakes of a promo that they were working on and how they'd come in with the class with um, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And, you know, they weren't ready. So that's when they ended up going to Japan, being young boys, you know, and kind of coming back up the ranks that way. But I thought it was a good piece, and I thought that it did a better job than anything they've done to this point. It was good. It was definitely worth watching. Um, and then we move. Yeah, on. They really, honestly, need to do that for most of their uh, roster. It, honestly, it's it's one of NXT's best, I guess you can say, um, attributes is that they'll do that kind of thing where it's a little less common on the main roster, which is such a shame. Because those little pieces and just getting to know these people, even more on a human aspect, does so much more than, you know, them cutting these hokey 20-second promos with a backstage interview, you know, that just leads to nothing. 
Well, it's it's athlete presentation 101. Yeah. I mean, they do it with other sports, and it's always successful. You're watching the Olympics, and, and what do you do? If you don't know the sprinter, you have a vignette about them. So you do root for them. And, uh, you know, human interest is human interest. So uh, NXT does have their card next Saturday, which we'll be covering shortly after the, the card. Most notably is Shayna Baszler getting a title shot pretty pretty soon after starting with the brand. Do you see Shayna taking the belt? I think that would be really unfair to Ember Moon. I mean, she worked so hard, she just got it. Before our podcast, I was you know, we were talking about this. I think it's bullshit that Shayna gets the title shot right away. I get that she has a lot of buzz and, you know, Ember challenged her. Um, and, yeah, she was entertaining and being classic. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I love her as a heel. But I guess the main point is they don't have anyone else. Um, but I, I do not want to see Shayna winning the title on her first shot. Um, tables we, uh, will be upended if this happens on Saturday. I'm going to be really pissed. You will riot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I, I really think they need to give Ember a chance to run with the ball, yeah, so to speak. Let her build herself up. Yeah, I, this is where I think I disagree with you guys because I think that character needs a lot of work, and I don't think you can do the work that it needs while holding the title. So I'm actually okay with Shayna taking it off of the off of them, and and building another solid top woman that people have to get through. Maybe it's at. I think for me, well, Amber's a better sting I, I, I than she is a Ric Flair. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You guys there? Sorry about that. Yeah, my point is that I, I feel like Amber's a better sting than she is a Ric Flair. If you understand what I'm saying, she's she to me she's right. a better contender you than she's, she's a champion. Than chase. Yeah, absolutely. But she chased Asuka for so long that to take the title off her now, you can't build her up. I, I can't. It, it feels too many steps backwards. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind if Shayna won. I mean, I'd be less upset about that than having Ronda Rousey come into the Royal Rumble and win that. That one. That one's going to be a real ride on my part. I do, I do not want to see that happen. But I think Ember is such a good wrestler that I think this is how you build her by having great title defenses against monsters like Shayna, um, and eventually probably Kyrie when she comes back from her injury. So I so think, so you I think don't feel Ember struggle with the challenges and in overcoming them. I think that's a great way to build the character. So you don't feel that having to lose to Oscar so much. Then winning the mat, you know, winning the title shortly after Asuka left, did anything to tarnish her being at the top? No, because she was always close. I mean, it wasn't, uh, and for me, I think it was symbolic for Asuka to hand her the the belt um, when she when she got it, and they're friends, so I kind of feel like it was passing the torch. More to speak. Plus, I think it's a sign of uh, two great performers in the way the story was booked and how those matches actually put Ember over. Because 
in hindsight, Asuka had to cheat to, to beat her. Yeah, so she was, you know, they built up Asuka's heel persona. And yeah, she did have to cheat a lot in, um, you know, because you're a super fan or because I'm a super fan, I don't, I always forget that, that she had to cheat to win. I mean, she probably didn't have to, but that was part of her character work. So I'm looking forward to seeing Ember actually retain the title, uh, go through some tough defenses, show the world that she could wrestle her ass off because she can. I think she's a great talent, in-ring talent. Uh, we've always talked about her character just missing something, and hopefully throughout these defenses she'll find it and she'll become the complete performer that I think we all know that she can. I think they just need to let her be herself. Um, let her be um, her own character. Get rid of the circle lenses. She's not a real werewolf. Um, <laughs> she's not doing the Chris Wolf character. Just get get away from the whole supernatural vibe because I think that really ruins it. Or if she does if go forward with this character, why not incorporate some some lichen moves? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not Twilight, though. Like, you know, she might have to bite Chris Wolf's gimmick and come with the tail. I don't know, but, you know, do some pine motions. <laughs> so what happens if she wrestles in an open-air arena and there's a full moon that night? Well, you know what happens. I, I think you all know what happens. She's wrecking shop then. <laughs> Is there uh, any other notable things from NXT Philly that you guys wanted to talk about? Um, well, what do you think? How would you feel if Gargano beats CN all this for the NXT Championship? I personally don't want it to happen. I think Andrade with uh, Zelina is a match made in heaven. I love watching them, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it happening either. I think, if possible, which I, I you know, I, I'm not sure. If possible, I think it would be a great time. For Tommaso Ciampa to come back and cost him the match? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect. Just screw him again. And they set up their own feud. Yeah, because I, I, I don't I don't see it, them I putting the title on him this say. fast. I think I think Andrade probably gets to Mania. Gets to Oh, you think so? Gets to NXT the, the night before Mania. I, I can see that. I can see him getting that far. Um but I don't. I don't think they'll put it on him. Put it on a, uh, on him, next week. I, I I think that Tommaso Ciampa does get involved for that match. Also, I'm yeah, looking... I'm just, I would like to see Almas take it a little bit further. Um, build him. I you know, like like we said, him with Zelina is gold. Um, that's a great pairing. Um, I love watching them. So I'd like to see him defend. I. I don't know. I, I'm just not a big fan of Johnny wrestling. I get it. He, he's a very good face. It's just his style is just not my cup of tea. Um, but at this show, what I'm really looking forward to, and I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but why, why not? They need to show Ricochet. And they need to show War Machine. They have to do that audience shot of their new signings. They haven't done that in a while. Where they're sitting there? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And then have Candice in the audience um, cheering on her husband. That would be cool. It's uh, That's just the way it should be. That actually could Hopefully. play very well into Tommaso Ciampa getting involved as well because that could get her involved, you know, jumping over the uh, the railing and that sort of thing. Um, 
Yeah. And that could be another way for Almas to win is Zelina totally messing with um, his wife and him being distracted, and then uh, Almas gets the win. The the one match I am looking forward to is uh, Alistair Black and uh, Adam Cole. I think that'll be good. Yeah, Alistair, I mean, he, I just feel like he's, I'd rather see him go for the title than Johnny Gargano, but I guess his time will come. Yeah, I think with him, you can do a slow burn because he's already over. And we all know that his entrance is the greatest entrance right now in pro wrestling. (laughs) So really, that's all I need to see. I might just watch that entrance and then just go home. (laughs) I'm just saying. He's serious. No, I know. <laughs> so Yeah, if you could do me a favor and um, rent a recliner or something <laughs> so I could also do his entrance while he's doing his entrance. You know what I mean? You can you can sit in my chair. Okay, cool. <laughs> do you see do you see Alistair probably going for the title at WrestleMania? You know, at the NXT show? Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty major. That'd be the good time, a good time for him to do it. But then, it's like, what do they do with Ricochet? No, he can wait. Can he wait? Does he go through the NXT machine for about six months I think and he get into does. the mid card? Yeah, I think he has to do that. I mean, he can't go main stage without doing a proper promo, and he's getting exponentially better every time we see him. But not for that mainstream WWE crowd. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know which part of this indie character that we're going to see. I don't think that whole the New Japan climbing the uh, the turnbuckles and then you know primping his eyebrows is going to work. <laughs> you know. What do you What do you think about a Ricochet versus Velveteen Velveteen Dream match? Um. I don't know. I, I'm always going to see Velveteen Dream versus Black as the yeah. bar. So if he could top that, that'd be great. But I don't know if it can. No, he, uh, Ricochet and Leo Rush, they've worked together before. We've seen um, them both in the Indies. So I think that'd be a great matchup if they're going to do anything with Leo at all. Yeah, well, they need to build him up. And right now he's uh, just... Losing badly to Lars. What's what's the destiny for Leo Rush in the WWE? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. Does a social media gaff really destroy your career? I know that um, he had that errant tweet about Emma that he took down immediately and apologized, but people still connect him with that really bad tweet. So. Does he recover from that? Um, I know he wrote the wrestlers wrong way. They well, were all responding. I think it's a plus that he hasn't been fired yet. So, but do they just you know relegate him to to typical jobber status? Because I don't think that's what he went into NXT for. No, he's turning heads though. I think because of his skill and his performances in the ring, I think that's undeniable. So if anything. Uh, he'll probably eventually get moved to 205 Live after, you know, he has a stint in NXT. I mean, let's let's not forget, he hasn't had a stellar run. I mean, he came in pretty much 
doing the job for 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 other talent. I mean, I believe Alistair Black was one, and there was a couple other times. So even this was even before the tweet. So I don't know. I'm I'm the kid's talented. He's he's amazing. I just I'm I'm very wary of of what the WWE does with a ricochet with with a Leo Rush. I you know I don't want to see just oh they're smaller they should probably be on two hundred five live. There's nothing that show is is nothing right now unless unless you're gonna do a major overhaul of that show. I, I think it's death going to that show. Well, if anybody can main event NXT to Ricochet. Definitely, I can see that. There's just a few pieces missing, and, and you know, I'm sure he could put it together. And I, I don't want him to go to 205 Live because, um, you know, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't know what they're doing with that brand. I, I know they're trying. They use Enzo as comic relief. Um, I don't know how popular he is. I don't watch regularly. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of t- talented people on there, and it's just if you're if the brand is not going to push it, it just becomes this weird purgatory for the wrestlers. Well, the the problem for me with 205 Live is that they they sit on the crutch that like, hey, these guys are super talented, but yeah, you guys they have a a, a lot of super talented guys on the main rosters. You have AJ, you know, you have. You know, guys like Seth Rollins and, and all these guys who are having great matches on the main roster. So is it that big of a deal to have these guys who are quote unquote a little more high flyerish, you know, on this one segregated show that gets, you know, a little bit of the redheaded stepchild treatment? They're not really doing oh, yeah, absolutely. much with it. Well, I, I think part of it is just the venue choice. It honestly needs to be taped with uh, NXT in the smaller venues. I, 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 I 100% agree with that. Do nothing for 205 Live, especially since it's like, I think it's taped afterwards, isn't it? It's taped after. Yeah, and so everyone's burnt out. They've already seen, you know, it's after Raw, isn't it? Or after SmackDown? After SmackDown. Yeah, so they've already seen, you know, the main events of SmackDown. And then they have to go, they're taping the, with the audience on the down slope. And that's not good for anybody. Yeah. As hype as the Kiro Tozawa is. Yeah, so that, they, have, they have the right parts. They just don't know what to, don't know what to do with them. And um, I was not too interested in 205 Live, but I'm even less interested with the whole Enzo thing. They need to get him out of there. Yeah, it's it's... I mean, if they want to use him as a mouthpiece, great. You know, make him the mouthpiece of, you know, a stable or something. But, you know, sur- kind of surrounding the show around him, I don't know. I don't think you're doing a good service to the rest of what that show could potentially be. Yeah, well, uh, less is more. I, I think they have to have two storylines. The main event storyline as far as the championship and maybe a B storyline of who the number one contender is and call it a day. Yeah, and go it, New Japan style, and the rest of the talent could just do six-man tags. I wouldn't even mind that, because I don't know who the number one contender is. Uh, besides Cedric, and then it's Enzo for, in the main event program. Yeah. I, I really do think that if, if, if they go south with this show, I really do think that it would be an enhancement to have that title as a possibly possible secondary title to NXT. 
um, and just have those guys down there. Right. I wouldn't mind having 205 Live or the Cruiserweight title be treated like the UK title is. Yeah. Oh, we forgot um, Undisputed versus AOP for the tag titles. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Where are you picking, taking for that? Um, I think they're going to keep it on Undisputed Era. Uh, I think we're getting close to a point where they might be bringing up AOP. You know, they, they've, huh. they haven't been very focused on, and it wouldn't surprise me to see those guys come up. I don't know if they'll bring up anybody the day after the Rumble, but I can certainly see those guys coming up. Which doesn't say much for tag teams on Raw, because you have the Revival, and they're not doing shit with the Revival. But I can see them... Which is like the biggest tragedy ever. Yeah. But I can see them bringing them up between now and WrestleMania. I can see AOP coming up between then. If not the day after WrestleMania, I can definitely see that. And they'll definitely look good on the main roster. As oh, far yeah. as looks. They have the size, and and as performers, they're fine. They're solid. They're adequate. <laughs> Is that Chupa Kick speak for adequate looking? <laughs> that too. Well, that would be another podcast, guys. Right. I mean, those guys, those guys have spent a lot of time down there, but it's been well worth it. They luckily they didn't rush those guys to the main roster. They gave them some time. They gave them the titles, and you know they had some good matches with. You know, some decent tag teams. So I, I think they did a good service to those guys by keeping them down there just a tad longer. But I think in 2018, I can definitely see those guys coming up. Yeah. So I was going to cover the Rumble, but I think we can probably do that um, shortly after we do our NXT special. Um, unless you, there's something about the Rumble you guys wanted to talk about now. Uh, no, I guess we can hold off till then. Okay. So, would I'm, they ever do a um, a Mick Foley with um, Finn Balor, where he Could comes he in twice? Be yeah, and and come in and win it as a demon. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> Is that sw- silly. Yeah, I, I, because the three faces of Foley were a little sillier. Um. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't see them going that route with Finn. You know, I think they'll just use the demon as a special attraction for the big shows. But yeah, I don't, I don't see them doing that with him. But I do see them doing a, um, a club or a Good Brothers thing for the Royal Rumble, meaning they all help each other out and last a long time. Maybe even having Finn win. So okay. The the only the only thing that that it's too bad we'll miss in the rumble because AJ has the title is an interaction between the club Finn and AJ in the rumble. Or do they all work together? Uh, you know, well, we'll have to wait till next year and when 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 neither one is a champion, I guess. All right, guys. So let's wrap it up. Um, any last. Uh, any last words before we go? Well, if you tuned in, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We're going to be trying to do this um, um, fairly r- frequently. Um, we'll also have other shows as part of the um, Art Hurts uh, Wrestling Podcast or 
podcast network, excuse me, that isn't surrounded all by wrestling, but we'll go to, we'll get into that as time goes by. But I do want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed it and until all are one.